Have you thought about pivoting in your life and business? What does it look like to navigate with responsibilities and fears as you follow your heart's deep desires? In this episode, I share with you a chat with my client and friend, Dina, who shares her experience pivoting her business from being a calligraphy coach into a content creator on YouTube. We also chatted about how she focused on having fun and doing lots of things at once, which actually opened up doors for her and created new opportunities for her. And then we also talked about all the ways that Dina has broken out of her comfort zone of what she thinks she's supposed to do to really let herself be truly happy and fulfilled right now. As you are listening to her story, see if you can pay attention to what Dina is thinking and believing and feeling about herself and her life right now, because those are the things that have gotten her to where she is. I am so excited for you to join the conversation. All right, without further ado, let's dive in. Hello, everybody. Okay, today on this episode, I have a very special guest with me today, Dina. She is a dear friend, and we are also uh, currently working together right now in life coaching. So Dina, can you um, kind of briefly say hi, and I'll let you introduce yourself about what you do. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. So hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Dina Liu. And um, it, I always have trouble explaining what I do because I feel like I do a lot of things. Uh, but basically, I have been an entrepreneur for three years full time and I do a bunch of things. So I have a YouTube channel about personal development and travel and business and pet sitting. And then I'm also a calligrapher. So I teach calligraphy workshops and then I do like wedding calligraphy, like all sorts of calligraphy things. And then um, I also, I do less of this now, but I also coach calligraphers and creatives on how to start um, like an artistic or a creative business. And I also do pet sitting on the side. Um, I'm just starting an Etsy shop right now. It's in the very beginning stages. And then I also create content for a period products company called Isle. So that's more of like a part-time thing that I do. So it's a, it's a bunch of things, but I love doing everything. <laughs> yeah, I think that's awesome. Especially if I feel like as entrepreneurs, sometimes we feel like we need to fit into a box of what we are and what we do. And I love how you have so many different things that you're working on at the same time. And and I think it's very important to own up to, own up to that. Like it's okay for you to just be everything because that's just who you are and mm -hmm. I think that's yeah. awesome um even though it might feel like like I for me personally I used to feel confused about that as well like oh what exactly is it that I do but then afterwards I realized that oh I will only be confused like other people will only get confused if I'm confused but if I'm like very sure about who I am what I do I just tell them this is just all of me that actually mm -hmm. feels very amazing. And then they, they're they like, oh yeah, I totally get what you do. <laughs> yeah, I think I struggled with this a lot too, like with having a niche. Mm -hmm. So I think for the, when I first quit my job, like I did have a really clear niche. It was like calligraphy. And then I started the coaching, but the coaching was very related to the calligraphy. So I was a calligrapher and a coach for uh, calligraphers and creatives. So I think 
but then I, and I guess we'll, t we'll get into this more later um, when we talk, but like when I pivoted, like I, I knew that I didn't want to just do calligraphy and coaching. Like I knew there's, there's just a lot more that I want to do. And so now that I'm kind of doing everything, like <laughs> I feel actually really happy and it does feel a little bit like I'm all over the place. And when I explain what I do, it's a bit hard to explain what I'm doing, but I think I really enjoy like having multiple income streams and just doing everything. Yeah. It's kind of like giving yourself that permission that you really can do everything and notice right now what you just said. It's like, you're a lot happier knowing that you're giving yourself space to do everything instead mm -hmm. of fitting into like this term of calling yourself a coach or calling yourself, you know, you're like you help calligraphers, like something that's small, but it's like, you are so much more than that. And as an entrepreneur, it's like, we're, we're living an entrepreneurial life, <laughs> yeah. which is like everything all over the place. So I think yeah. a lot of people can really relate with what you're going through. And like, when I think about kind of the work that we have been working on together, just in life coaching, and, you know, we talk about different kinds of things, right? Like your life, <laughs> um, your relationships, your business, everything, and really connecting that with kind of my own business, which is Darren Living, like how that relates to it. What immediately popped out in my mind for you is that, oh, um, you just mentioned you made that pivot going from working specifically with calligraphers as a business coach to being more of a uh, more of a content career that's focused on general topics more broad, right? Like personal development. You also share about your life. You also share about how you are creating multiple different income streams for yourself through different revenue sources. So what do you think, why did you decide to take that leap and how do you feel about doing that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it was really scary to make that decision. But the reason why, like I, I, I think when I started doing calligraphy and when I started coaching, I always knew that this was just like a step in my journey. It wasn't my end goal to be a calligrapher or a coach. I always knew like in my heart that, there's a lot more that I want to do, but right now this is what really makes sense for me with like my skills and what, like just with the things I have access to and like what I know I can build for myself realistically. Um, that's, that's what I was thinking about when I first started the calligraphy side business. And then when I started coaching later on when it was full-time. So I always knew that that wasn't the end goal. So after I kind of I guess became successful and in, in quotation marks. Um, and like, I did accomplish the things I wanted to do as a calligrapher and as a coach, like I've worked with 60 calligraphers all over the world on like helping them build their business. I felt like, okay, well, I feel like I'm, I kind of accomplished this step. And now I feel like there's something more that I want to do. Like, um, yeah, I always knew that there was something more that I wanted to do. And like, something is missing. Like, I couldn't see myself doing this forever, even though I really, really loved it. I really enjoy it. And I still really do enjoy like mentoring people and doing calligraphy. I just didn't want it to be my focus anymore. But when I was, but then when we started working together and I was starting to think about doing something different or pivoting, it was really difficult 
Um, but the reason why I did it was I just always knew. And I really just, I wanted to follow my gut feeling and my heart. Yeah. yeah. Why was it really difficult? What were some of the fears or any, anything that was blocking you from wanting to make that happen? Yeah, I think there were a lot of fears and a lot of doubts. Like one thing is like, I felt like, oh, I already spent like three, two or three years building this calligraphy thing. And everybody knows me as a calligrapher and coach. And it's my identity. Um, so it's like, I kind of have to like shift my identity, like create like a new brand, a new identity. And that was really scary. Another thing was, I knew that if I pivoted, um, I wouldn't be as stable financially because I'm basically letting go of the two biggest income streams that I have. So that was a scary thought too. And then I also didn't know if I could be successful as a content creator or a YouTuber, or if, if I can be successful, successful, like just doing everything that I wanted to do. So I think there was just a lot of uncertainty and I feel like I was, it's like a quarter life crisis. Like I, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know who I was. Yeah. Um, and I had to like rediscover myself because I felt like I was, I had that identity of like being a calligrapher and a coach for so long. And I knew that everybody saw me as that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. On the outside, it looks like, oh, it's just a niche change, right? Just changing. Oh, you're just working with other things. But there really is so much deeper than that. It's like on the identity level, how you see yourself, what you believe is possible for you. You have to, sometimes it's literally like to change your identity. You have to let go of what you've known and what you thought you were in order to have room for something else. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's like a disruption. That's how I like to think about it. It's like there, there's a disruption that needs to happen with your identity. It's like a crisis, right? You need to break the identity so that you can evolve into the next. Mm-hmm. And you're, it's, it's almost like you walking through the fire and coming out on the other side, like, oh, okay, this is, this is who I am right now. But this, yeah. the transition process is not easy. <laughs> it's, yeah. It doesn't feel fun. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. And I think another thing was, I just felt like I was kind of starting from scratch again. Like I I put in so much effort into building this business. And now I like, why in the world would I want to transition and start from scratch again? And like, everything is so difficult, but I knew it was worth it. Like I really wanted to listen to myself because I knew if I continued on this path, um, like having this niche, I wouldn't be happy. Yeah. Yeah. It it was um for you, it sounded very clear that coaching was the stepping stone. It's not forever. It's not the the forever thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that gives a lot of people like permission as well. I think a lot of people when they first start their business, they think they're going to be doing this for a long time. And then if they if they realize that they quit and it's like, oh, they quit, you know, they give up. But then it's like if no matter what you choose to do on the identity level, you see yourself as an entrepreneur, then it's like, yeah, you can change businesses. You can pivot, you can evolve, you can um, grow yourself as you are growing in the entrepreneurial world. Like, because who you are, you are an entrepreneur. That's not changing mm-hmm. at all, right? And then you, as you learn more information, you realize more about yourself and what you're capable of. And it is okay to make that shift. 
I think what yeah. stops a lot of people is they get too scared. They think this is it. And then when this fails, then that means, oh, they're a failure and now they're a failed person. <laughs> yeah. And then they, they, don't, they don't change and they don't, they don't make that shift knowing that, oh, this is supposed to happen. This is part mm-hmm. of the journey. Yeah. Yeah. If there's anyone that's going through any sort of pivot or transition right now, do you have any advice or or if they're like thinking about deciding to if they should make the decision to pivot or not it can be in their business but it can also be in their career right like in maybe they just don't want to go down this path anymore and they want to try something else um do you have any thoughts on that yeah so I think if it's um like it's hard to say for everyone because maybe um for example let's say I want to pivot, but then I have like a lot of responsibilities. Like I have a mortgage or I have like kids. Um, For me, like I don't have those super huge financial responsibilities. So I felt like it was like, I felt safe pivoting. Um, But I do understand that for some people, it's not as easy. Well, in quotation marks, I think it's not easy in general, but especially if you do have like other things to consider, like finances, um, it might not be that easy. But I think um, if you know, if, if you're not satisfied with what you're doing and eat, let's say the pivot will take you a little bit longer. Maybe for me, the pivot took, let's say two months to do a pivot. Um, maybe for some people, the pivot could take a year. Like, so I think no matter what, if you know, you want to do something different, or if you aren't happy doing what you're currently doing, um, make the pivot, but, but like do it in a way where it does feel comfortable and safe for you. Um, and it, maybe it will take a long time and that's okay, but you're still moving towards where you want to go. So I would say, yeah, go for it. Um, because the longer you don't pivot, like you're just going to be more unhappy. (laughs) Yeah. It's like almost like focus on the long term. Yeah, instead definitely. of the short term. And sometimes yeah. we can be very impatient about creating that exact life, whatever that looks like for us. But something that you can think about is if you really just focus on long term, like eventually you'll go together anyways. Right? Like it's it's that's it. It's inevitable that that place is where you're going to get to. So if it's inevitable, if you know eventually you will get there. It might take you three months. It might take you a year. It might take you five years. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Right? But eventually we'll get there. Then how would you want to craft out the in-between? And what do you want that to look like? It can mm-hmm. look like, I don't know. It can, you can see it as a side business. You can see it as something you just do on the side. You can see it as something you just, just want to try for the time being. Yeah. Right? And if eventually that's where we want to get to. Then, yeah, how about... Like what kind of experience, right? How do you want to um, make the most out of the in-between moments? Yeah. Oh, and one more thing to add. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you are going through a pivot, I think it's really important to get support and not just do it by yourself. So that's like one of the reasons why I started to work with you, Shirley. Um, but it doesn't mean you have to work with like a life coach or you need like a coach. Like it, like you can get support in a lot of different ways. Like it could be a coach, it could be a community or like business friends who are also going through a pivot. 
And when I was going through pivot, I did know some, I had some other business friends going through a pivot as well. And like, it gave me a lot of comfort knowing that (laughs) there are other people doing it too. And it's not just me doing it. Like people make pivots all the time, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. What were, what were some things that helped you when you were making the pivot um, in our container? What were some things that you felt like you needed extra support or uh, more help in during Mm -hmm. that time? Yeah, I think, um, well, I had a lot of like, I had a lot of fears about what my my past audience would think. And then I had a lot of self-doubt about the future. So I feel like, like, these people were pu- pulling me these this way and then my future is pulling me the other way so um when we were working together like we really addressed all of those like all my fears about what what's my audience going to think and oh my gosh everybody's going to think i'm all over the place or maybe i'm a bad coach or maybe you know like a lot of things that i was thinking and then we also worked on like the self doubt and the well i don't know if i can be successful or what if I'm not successful or what if it just completely fails and then I regret that I pivoted in the first place so we worked on it's all mindset everything we worked on was mindset Mm -hmm. um and I think it was it was just so helpful to talk to you about like all these things in my head that I was like worried about or scared about it's so interesting how a lot of it is all mindset right it's all beliefs or how you feel about yourself because once we work with that, then it's like, we didn't really talk that much. I mean, I guess we did talk a little bit about like the strategy, how you're going to make it happen. But most of the time, it's like, once we get the internal stuff worked out, you know what you want. You know mm-hmm. what to do. Yeah. Okay, it's, it's it's not like I'm telling you all what you should do, but it's more like, you really do know, but it's just, we have I, to get over yeah. the internal stuff. <laughs> I knew what to do, but I didn't know how yeah you didn't know how if I could yeah there was a lot of self-doubt yeah and how do you feel about where you are right now oh I'm really happy (laughs) (laughs) like I think generally like I enjoy the day-to-day more um like I I I felt a bit restricted when I was just talking about calligraphy because I knew there was a lot of other things I wanted to talk about especially like personal development um, and just like business in general or being an entrepreneur in general. So there was a lot more that I wanted to talk about, but I felt really a, like a bit restricted when I was in that niche. So now I feel a lot more free to do the things that I want. Um, so that's a good thing. The I guess a negative thing is that my income has gone down. So I'm still working on that part, but I know that if I keep doing what I love, And if I'm like satisfied and happy, like the money will just come. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's such a, uh, such an important thought to think about as well. What you just said before, if I'm just happy and satisfied, the income will come. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think a lot of you are. Wow. I just agreed with what you (laughs) said. What I said. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with what I said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I remember for a long time, we also worked on specifically that thought, right? If I'm just happy and I'm just enjoying myself and having fun, the money will come. Yeah. Yeah. I remember working on that. Yeah. And then before it was the other way around. Um, I think for a lot of us, 
it's like, okay, I need to make the money first, right? The money is important. And not that the money is not important, but it's, it's more like, do you really not have the money now as a fact? Like when you open your bank account to look at it, the numbers, do you really not have the numbers? Or is it just a sensation that you feel, right? That you just believe that you don't have the money and you just believe that money needs to come first more than fun and more than enjoyment. And you can even question yourself and ask yourself, where did you pick that thought? Mm-hmm. But when did you start believing that you have to make money first before you can have fun? And what if it's actually the other way around where you can actually have so much more fun and then along the process of it, the money does come as a byproduct because you're just enjoying yourself and enjoying yourself so much. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And we definitely worked on that. Cause I, like, I, I, I told you, like, I always wanted to travel, but I never thought I could until I made X amount of money mm-hmm. or until I was more stable financially. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually something that we can talk about next because I remember when we were talking about creating an ideal life for yourself, what you really wanted is you want to add that travel piece into your life. And you wanted to, there was a moment when you wanted to experience uh, just like being a digital nomad and what that lifestyle would be like. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you share a little bit about anything that you went through during that time to try to make that happen? Because you said that you really wanted to travel and you wanted to experience what having a life of a digital nomad would look like but then something was stopping you from making that happen right Mm -hmm. so then what were some of the challenges that you went through to um really create that life for yourself yeah yeah um so I think one of the challenges is uh what we talked about before like me having this belief that I can't travel until like I make a certain amount of money. And I think right after I pivoted, because my income was lower, I was like, oh, shoot, now I really can't travel because now I'm not making as much as I was making before. Um, So it was, it was like, it was such a struggle in my mind. Um, But I think like when I think like in, in the most ideal situation, like I would go somewhere international, um, like far away and like have that digital nomad lifestyle but then I started thinking okay well maybe I maybe maybe I don't want to go international like right now at this moment but are there ways where I can where I can kind of be a digital nomad right now so then that's when I kind of discovered pet sitting (laughs) um so it's like oh and I've, I've done maybe like four or five pet sits so far in the past couple of months so I would look for pet sitting jobs um, in in our province in BC. And so it's kind of travel um, and I don't have to pay. Like I get paid and then um, I can just like work on content and create content and explore a new place, even though it's not, even though I'm, I am familiar with like our area, but with our area and I'm not going international, but I think this was like a really good step um, for me to kind of, sorry, kind of get like that sense of what it's like to be a digital nomad. Um, And I do plan on actually going international like later this year or early next year. So I am planning that. 
Um, but I think, yeah, it was really difficult to get past that mindset of I can only travel until I do X, Y, Z or I make X, Y, Z amount. Yeah. Notice how it was possible when you, like, it's almost like you started exploring pet sitting and looking at different ways to make money while traveling because you were open to the idea of that. Oh, maybe I can just travel right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The opportunities and, kind of yeah. just came. Yeah. The opportunities came because you were first available. Like you, you allow your mind to explore, explore the possibility of, oh, hey, what if I can travel and I can still make money? And what if I can really do it in a way that I can enjoy my life right now? And travel doesn't have to be far, but like locally, mm-hmm. I can still make that happen right now and live that kind of life life right now. And yeah. then when you open up your mind to it, then the ideas just came. came. The mm-hmm. opportunity just came. Yeah. Yeah, it really is the other way around. <laughs> so recently, you also got monetized on YouTube. Yeah. Yay, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Oh my gosh. I think a lot of people want to become content creators and whether it is just because they want to create content to build a community or they want to create content to, um, you know, have a business, right? And to start uh, selling and start talking about their work. Do you have any um, tips or any advice for content creators, people who want to create content? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I feel like I have a lot of advice, <laughs> but I'll try to share the most important ones. <laughs> Um, I think for me, I I didn't think it would be this hard <laughs> to get monetized. Like I, I thought I would be monetized on YouTube a lot sooner, but it it actually took a lot longer than I thought, which is totally fine. Um, and I don't want to like compare myself to other people. Um, so I'm I'm happy with where I am and like the amount of time I spent to be monetized. But I think for anyone who wants to be a content creator or a YouTuber or just generally just start a business um I think you it's good to um have like really high hopes and work hard and have like big goals but I think it's important to also um be aware that it could take longer than you think it's gonna be and are you okay with that Mm -hmm. (laughs) and for me like I was, I guess I, I had to be okay with it because I knew it's what I really wanted to do in the long term. So even though it did take longer than what I thought, um, I was completely fine with that because I knew I would get there eventually. Um, and then I think another thing is just be consistent. Like, like I tried to put out a video every week um, and there are times where I felt like the video is like not good enough or, oh my gosh, I don't feel like filming this week, but I just, I got it out. Um, and I think it is important to like rest and stuff, but it, it's like this balance of um, just being consistent, and, but still taking time if you need to take time to do other stuff. Um, but I think me being consistent has really helped a lot in like growing my channel and my business and the and yeah my content and everything at the core if you see yourself as a content creator 
it's like if that is who you are then it almost feels like it just makes sense that you would just create content yeah and, and I would create content yeah. even if I wasn't making money exactly yeah exactly because you enjoy the art of it right you enjoy the craft of creating content and yeah and I, I just love sharing things with people yeah exactly <sighs> exactly it's like if we can bring back that spark for you like oh if this is just what I do if at the core I'm just a content creator right and if we don't tie the idea of money to it if whether or not I make money or not I'm always just creating content because it's just who I am Mm -hmm. then eventually like you will start making money but it's a process of it right can you allow yourself to actually enjoy the process of creating content of making content of sharing the message as opposed to like really focus on making money because sometimes that's not what makes everyone that's not the actual motivation that drives people to do things and to create content Mm -hmm. yeah that's so true yeah um okay any any other things that you want to say about content creating or if there's someone who feels like it's very hard for them to be consistent with creating Mm -hmm. content what would you offer for them if they're in that place they're like oh like I try so hard it's so hard for me to push out content every week I can't think about ideas that's on my mind yeah yeah um well I think there are times where you will be unmotivated or maybe you're having a bad day or maybe just you don't you just don't feel like it um I've had those times too but I at the end of the day like I just remember why I'm doing it in the first place and for me the big reason why I'm doing this is because I I just want to like help people and inspire people um, so that they can do the things that they want to do and they can be happy and make the world a better place so when I'm feeling down I just remember that oh like but what if I create this piece of content and maybe it's going to be mediocre but what if it just helps two people what if it helps one person. And then that person takes action on what they want to do. So then I felt like, okay, it's worth it for me to create that maybe an average piece of content, or maybe just even show up on Instagram stories and like share how I'm feeling. Cause it, even if it helps one person, I think it's, it will have been worth it. Um, And then one other piece of advice is if you feel unmotivated, if you just start taking a little bit of action, like you just get started on something for like five or 10 minutes, you actually, like the action drives motivation. So once you're like on that wheel, like it's just easier to keep going. Mm -hmm. So whenever I feel unmotivated, I'm like, okay, let me just do something for like, I'll work on it for 10 minutes only. But then after the 10 minutes, I'm like into it. And then I just continue. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I love that. Action drives action. Yeah. Yeah. You might hear mowing at the back. It's like someone mowing the lawn, but that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Action drives action. I love that. Um, You can use your beliefs to create the motivational feeling within you to take action. And I think there's also um, a big part of it is also just like you getting started and then that just creates the momentum for you to keep going. I think about a, from like a metaphor of like, like you're rolling a snowball right? In the beginning, the first action is going to be hard. It's going to be hard. And then the more you roll the ball, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and just creates some momentum. Mm -hmm. 
And so sometimes, especially if you're someone who is very anxious, who have a lot of thoughts in your head, sometimes it might even just be better to like take a moment to just breathe and not think about anything and just do the task. Mm-hmm. And after you yeah. do it, it's like what Dina said, like it just creates a momentum and then you, you, it just gets you going. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I would um, also offer as well is to think about creating that environment where you get inspired because sometimes when we are in the zone uh, in the mood of it right when we're like comparing ourselves with other people we are thinking about the money that quote we didn't make this this month we get so stuck into that then that's when we lose the ideas to create content Mm -hmm. and it's like what Dina said if you focus on helping one person helping two people focus on what can I say that will um, make an impact on someone's life right so you can think about how what can you do to get yourself into this environment into this space where you feel inspired and then that being in that type of zone is going to help you want to make content as opposed to like forcing yourself and telling yourself you should make content just because you have to mm-hmm. yeah totally agree and I think it's very important to just live a healthy lifestyle in general. Like I, there's so many times where I didn't want to do something and I was like, let me just go for a run first. Maybe I'll feel better. Cause I know I, I just feel better after running Mm -hmm. and then I run or maybe I journal a bit. And then I'm like, Oh, I actually feel okay now. Let me go do the thing. Yeah. 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 Go do something that you love first. Yeah. Go take a walk, go shower, take a nap. Oh my gosh. Take a nap. Helped me so much. (laughs) just sleeping and I'll wake up I'll be like oh actually all my worries are gone now or like oh actually I can look uh look at things from a more um like a more bigger perspective though instead of just like so focused on this one problem that I was having just take yeah. a breath and then I feel so much take a breath take a nap and I just feel, feel so much better afterwards mm-hmm. yeah so Dina when you reflect on yourself and where you are right now are there things that you feel like you've grown and anything that you're proud of about where you are right now? Yeah, well, I'm very proud of myself. I'm very happy with how much we've done in the last couple of months, well, last several months. Um, I think like everything was mindset for me. (laughs) Like we did work on a bit of the logistically, how do I pivot and how do I end this program and what do I do? Um, But I think 95% of what we worked on was mindset. And I feel like with uh, working with you, like I got so many tools that I'll use for the rest of my life on like how to process my emotions and how to um, think about things and maybe think about things, but then think about the thinking too. Mm -hmm. And how like my, uh, my thoughts will affect my actions and how, and like what, uh, and then the results from those things. So um, I think, yeah, it like working together was so helpful in just training myself to use my mind more and just to just to know more about like how I operate as a person and like how I'm thinking and then how I'm feeling. And then I think another thing um, that I'm really happy about is we really worked on me feeling negative feelings. Because mm-hmm. I'm the kind who, I just avoid it. I just don't want to deal with it. I distract myself. Um, so I think um, when we work together, we really, uh, like you really 
gave me space to um, like feel those negative feelings or like fears or doubts, um, but just like negative feelings overall. And then now I know that, oh, it's okay to feel negative. Like I should just feel it and not resist it. And that's a big learning Mm -hmm. to not resist like the negative feelings because then it's just going to make it a lot worse. And if I just feel it, then it's actually not that bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny how we think it's so like, it's going to be so terrible. It's going to be so bad, so awful when we allow ourselves to just feel. But then when it's like, but that happens when you're deep in it, when you're allowing yourself to like be consumed by the feeling as opposed to what Dina just talked about, which is like processing the feeling in your body in a very practical way. Uh, in a way where you don't feel overwhelmed and you don't feel consumed by the feeling where it's too much and then you can't feel it. I think a lot of people are afraid to feel because they're scared of going down there. They're scared that if they do that, they want to return <laughs> in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what What was easy about it? Or what made you realize that it's actually not that bad to uh, feel negative emotions? Hmm. I think it's, I was like, I think with negative emotions, I'm just scared that it's going to be such a bad feeling that's going to ruin my whole day. And like, I'm going to be negative. (laughs) I don't know. But then, so that's what I've been doing like my whole life. Like I just kind of avoid it and I resist it. Um, But actually when I, when we really start to feel it in our body, like feeling the sensations in my chest or in my arms, like it's just a feeling in my body. It's not like there's a lion coming at me trying to kill me (laughs) or something. Yeah. It's, it's going to feel like that, right? Like when we're not aware of it, that's, that is, it will feel like that. But when you're really present with it, oh, it's just a sensation that you feel in your body and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So now I know it, I don't need to resist it. I can just like, let it be there mm-hmm. and then just let it be. And then it always, it just, it feels better afterwards once I accept it. Mm. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. So actually feeling it actually help you feel so much better and a lot faster afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you think is next for you? And um, hmm, what, what's well, the next phase of like learning or next chapter that you think you are stepping into right now? Yeah. So I think I definitely, I want to be more true to myself and like the things that I want to do. Um, so I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Um, yeah. And I, I have some things I'm planning but I don't want to share right now because I'm not they're not concrete right now (laughs) but I do have some exciting things that I'm thinking about doing um and I think just I just want to live a life that's like true to who I am and um like put myself first and like make and like fill up my own cup yeah because if I because if I do that, then I feel like everybody around me 
um, like I can give a lot more to the people around me, like in to my audience with my content, but to my friends and to my family and with all my relationships. Like if I am happy, if I'm satisfied, then I can give a lot more. And it just makes everybody better <laughs> off in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, focus on yourself and your wants and your desires will actually help everyone around you. Yeah, so much more. Yeah. Okay. So um, I have one last question for you. And that's something I ask for everyone who comes onto the podcast is what does daringly mean for you? And what's your definition of that race? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So daring living means, mm, I guess I kind of said it already. I think it's just, it's living a life that is true to you and like you doing what you want to do in your heart. Yes. Oh, I love that. All right. Thank you, Dina. So um such a such an honor to have you on. And I really enjoy kind of like walking with you in life coaching and really seeing how you have you've been through a lot of changes over the past few months, uh, mm-hmm. almost a year that we've worked together. Oh, actually, no, six months that we've worked together. Yeah. It's been awesome. Um, I really love your drive and I love seeing how you are multi-passionate about a lot of things and wearing many hats at once I think that's um it's showing other people that you don't need to just focus on one thing um I think that's very important especially for people who have businesses because a lot of us we have so many ideas so many passion and you are an example of showing people that you can continue to evolve continue to change while taking on like doing a lot of things and that is what makes you feel joy and that's what makes you come alive so I really love that about you and Aww, I, pre- thank you. I appreciate um uh, you and I really appreciate our conversation today is there any links or any places for people to get to know you a bit better if they want to follow you and check out your content um do you have any links for them yeah well, before I go into the links, thank you so much, Shirley. Like I really enjoyed our time working together. And there's, I, I know mainly we talked about like my business pivot, um, but just for your audience, like we, me and Shirley, we also worked on like other parts of my life too, like my relationships with my family and um, with dating and with um, what else did we work on? Yeah, that mainly, so it was mainly the business, but we also worked on um, some more personal things that I didn't want to go into detail in this, um, in, in our chat today. Um, but overall, like Shirley has really helped me kind of see things from a different perspective. And I just feel overall a lot more confident in who I am with dealing with business things and relationships and friends and family and just getting to know myself more and like what I want out of life. So so yeah, we, we didn't talk about that, but I just have to say that for your audience because we didn't just work on business. We worked on a lot of other things too that like I don't want to go too much into the details. Um, okay, and then for the links. Um, so, well, I'm mainly trying to grow my YouTube. So if anyone is curious about my content, then you can just search up my name, Dina Lu in YouTube. And then you can also follow me on Instagram at Dina D. Lu. So D-I-N-A-D-L-U. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much, Dina. Yeah, thanks, Shirley. Thanks for having me. Hey, 
If you're finding this podcast helpful, then you won't believe how your life will change after working with me one-on-one. Inside my private coaching space is where we take all this information deeper to a next level and customizing the concepts so you can apply and integrate them into your own daily relationships, your work, your business, your quality of living, and so much more. Let's make what feels impossible in your life right now your dream come true. You get to create your version of a successful and thriving life. You are already amazing. My job is simply to help you activate and express that outward even more powerfully. Apply to work with me at daringliving.com forward slash apply. Again, that is daringliving.com forward slash apply. And I look forward to hear from you very soon. Bye.